Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Photography podcast where we strive to make WordPress easier for all photographers around the world. I'm our host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm the community and blog wrangler at Imagely, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel Conley, who is the founder of Photoscribe. This is episode three. Hey, Rachel. Hi, Scott. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. We spoke last week uh, twice doing episode one and two, and yep. now we're doing episode three with someone special. Yeah. Um, so today we're delighted to have Tamara Lackey as our guest. Tamara is a renowned professional photographer, speaker, and author. She's a children's and celebrity portrait photographer who, is, who uh, uses a lifestyle approach, humor, and friendliness to create beautiful portraits. And if you um, have seen any of her uh, lectures in person, then you will uh, understand why I say humor, because there's a lot of giggles that go on um, when she's doing her sessions. Um, Tamara has created multiple creative live courses and regularly educates photographers in the Redefined show. She's also the co-creator of Lush Albums and the heart behind Beautiful Together, a nonprofit in support of children waiting for families. Tamara has her feet in many areas, and as you will hear, she has a passion behind everything she does. So welcome, Tamara. We're so glad you're with us. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. Thank you. Yeah. I'm available for hire if you ever need an introduction <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I just wanted to chime in, and I really do believe that you are the heart of the photography industry right now. I love what you're leading in terms of the Beautiful Together and how that um, connects to Lush Albums and just allowing photographers to see how creative and passionate you are and then learn from you and be creative and passionate in their own businesses. Thank you so sure. much. That was wonderful. Well, that was great, guys. Thank you. Bye. So in uh, going with the tradition of this of the WordPress Photography Podcast, we're going to start out with a bit of WordPress uh, photography-related news, and then we'll get on with the show. Yes. Um, so the only bit of news I have, um, which actually has came out before this weekend, uh, the time we're recording this at least, um, but it was a f became official this weekend. Um, WordCamp US just happened in Philadelphia, and I had the pleasure of attending. There was about 2,000 attendees over the weekend. It was huge, a um, lot of great sessions, a lot of uh, cool uh, booths to check out. There was a, one booth was given out, Google Cardboard, yay. Nice. Um, um, so that was fun. Um, and uh, the instructions were in, I think, Japanese, um, so I had to figure out how to assemble it myself. Nice. Um, <laughs> but the bit of news that came from that uh, was actually that WordPress now powers over 25% of websites. Yes. So that means one out of every four websites you visit run on WordPress. So that's massive. Um, and that literally means that one out of four photographers use WordPress. Yeah. Um, well, we hope. We hope. Um, <laughs> so, so that's that's uh, pretty crazy. Anyone, other of you, have any thoughts on how just how massive that really is? <laughs> I think that's so exciting. I watched the live stream. I wasn't able to make it, 
and Scott had one job. I wanted that Yoast. They had a little Lego thing. That's all I wanted. He couldn't find yeah. it. So, uh, so, so Juiced uh, and his, uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name, his real name, um, his nickname is Yoast, but his entire team, um, the Yoast team, they were wearing sweatshirts that said Yoast team. Um, uh, if you found Juiced, then you could actually get a custom Lego that says Yoast on it. Um, yeah. I did not find him. No. Um, but, um, I did get some other cool swag, uh, which like the Google Cardboard. So there's some cool stuff that I got. But I was actually I really wanted the Lego thing as well because I'm a big Lego fan. And well, and we love we all love we recommend that plugin to every photographer yes. too. So yep. um, yeah, I was actually going through my WordPress shirts, like they've become gym shirts, and I have like 20 different WordPress shirts that I wear to the gym over and over and over, and I'm thinking. Yeah. Man, the, the people at the gym must think I do nothing but WordPress all the time. <laughs> yeah, mine mine go from, like, wearing them out to uh, being PJ shirts, and then nice. I'm saving all the ones that just shrunk too much, and they're going to become a quilt, a WordPress quilt. Oh, that's quilt. nice. <laughs> yeah, eventually, eventually. We may be, we may really be into WordPress if you can't yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm listening to you guys like, I don't think I'm in this club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so this is the beauty about this, this podcast is that we're, we're getting, we're having guests come on that, um, that like WordPress, that use WordPress, but aren't as uh, geeky, nerdy yeah. into WordPress <laughs> as Rachel and I. Um, so... Uh, it'll be a nice balance. Um, so speaking of you, what is, what's going on with you, Tamara? What's new? Uh, well, uh, first of all, just a comment on that. You said one out of four sites on the Internet. I, from my narrow scope uh, in the industry, I really thought that number was a lot higher, actually. You, you guys announced that with shock, and I'm, and I think that most, most people <laughs> I know use WordPress. Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, there's a, uh, I think Built With uh, is the name of the website, um, has some some ongoing stats, and every year they push out an update of you know this is how the percentage increase that WordPress had, this is the percentage increase that Squarespace had, and so on. And when you compare WordPress to all the others, and there's a lot of others, everyone else is small fries. Um, oh, so they're like dominating, and then there's a bunch of other people in that yeah. 25 percent. Okay. Yeah. So like yeah. Microsoft front page is one, um, and just as a Funny note, Microsoft has their own front page that they sell, or at least used to. I don't know if they still do. And they use WordPress themselves. Right. And I think uh, that's where the photography industry gets a little skewed, too, because I think there's a lot of people that have their home pages on a different platform and then their blog pages on WordPress. Right. So, so we're trying to educate moving into a content management system where you have everything on WordPress. Even, I mean, we're running this podcast through WordPress. It has so many applications. Um and we're focusing strictly on the photography industry because I think that's where a lot of that confusion comes in. Like, what can I use WordPress for? And our answer yeah. is everything. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so it, it is, I think do, some people do think it's uh, much bigger than it is. Um, it is still quite large, so that's yeah. always good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, so what is going on in, in, uh, in your world? Uh, so obviously, you know, time of year. We our our studio. I run a portrait studio with several social photographers, and everybody's just slammed. We're all just trying to get everything done. I actually am in a, in a, a better position because I'm focusing more on some commercial work right now, which isn't as um, deadline driven this time of year. 
Um, and I like it a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah, this nice. time of year is killer. And I'm trying to tell everyone, keep blogging. It's so important. But they're like, we are slammed. You know, wait till Christmas. We can't breathe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. So, um, and I, you know, I was definitely in the thick of that for the first few years running my business. I remember um, wrapping up client uh, takeaways at 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve. You know, yeah. <laughs> just like it's just kind of nuts. And I, I have not done that since very consciously and on purpose. We just keep moving our deadline dates back. Um, but I find that everybody appreciates it because they want to get their stuff done too. So. Anyway, in, in the photography world, it's kind of a, a maddening uh, pace for some people right now, and I'm, I feel, mm -hmm. like I said, fortunate to not be as, as thickly in that space. Um, from the perspective of Beautiful Together, you guys mentioned that that's obviously um, where a lot of my focus and attention is right now, and um, we've been able to do some good fundraisers this time of year, which is excellent, and um, it's nice because not only do... So Beautiful Together is a nonprofit in support of children waiting for families, and we do uh, projects which are very end-to-end, -end. like specifically we start a project, we, we get it fun we, well actually said we should identify a project like renovating a bathroom for an orphanage. We get it funded by taking photographs and sharing it and social media and everything. We get some incredible donations from very big-hearted people who want to support that. Um, we take that money, pay a project team, and kind of oversee it as best we can, and then we're done. So end-to-end -end projects um, of which we've done four in the last uh, six months. But we also have these funds that are ongoing, and we're partnering with organizations that are doing amazing work, but may not have the reach that we can help provide with people together. Um, and those are ongoing sort of things. So we've just written two uh, um, nice checks that are 100% just pass along donations That's to awesome. um, two organizations that are doing grassroots work on the ground in Africa right now. That's great. Um, so it's really cool. Yeah, that's kind of the, the, the best part of uh, this work is when you just kind of say, here you go. You know? yeah. yeah. And yeah. you were on the ground there in this summer, correct? Correct. Yeah, I went back uh, this summer. That was our fourth time and I'm going back again in February um, again. Yeah. As a photographer, how do you um, how do you find traveling with your cameras and equipment when you go to places like this for charities like this? Do you find that it's yeah. difficult? You know, um, I made a decision, uh, you know, my family and I, we, we travel every um, summer for two solid months. We leave, we live in North Carolina, Chapel Hill. We leave at the beginning of the summer, we come back at the end of the summer. Um, part of that is because we just have a commitment to travel and see the world, and, and um, part of that is because summer in North Carolina is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the idea of raising your children to be citizens of the world and better understand that this, this the dangers of this us versus them philosophy, all of that. So, uh, But along with that, seeing all those places, you want to document it and photograph it, and so the first couple years I brought a lot more gear with me, and I learned very quickly that... Um, I don't want the entire summer to be a photo shoot. I want it to be an experience that I'm documenting, and that's very different. Yeah. And so um, by that very nature, I started eliminating gear. And, um, and this past summer, I got it down to one camera body, one lens, one polarizing filter, and that was it. Wow. Um, no, no, and, and an add-on microphone for, for video, to do some video clips for Beautiful Together. And what's that, what's that lens that you typically take with you? So for this one, I brought the um, the Nikkor 24-70 f2.8 lens, yes. um, and I brought the, uh, the Nikon D810. So those, that was my camera, that was my lens, polarizing filter, um, and then a, um, a Sennheiser mic uh, that I was able to add, you know, like a little, little boom mic kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that, I got a lot done with that little kit. 
and, and so I always recommend to people, if you know you're going to be traveling, especially where there's a lot of physical movement, where you're going, moving around a lot, pare down the gear and rent in certain places if you need additional equipment as you go. Oh, that's a great idea. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And did you find, I know the 810 has really big files. Did you find traveling and, you know, not being, how did you handle file management while not being at your studio? External one terabyte drives. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I yeah. use um, I use a uh, uh, Western Digital My Passport Wireless, which is really mm -hmm. great because I just take the SD card out of my uh, D810 or my DF, throw it into there. It sucks it in automatically as soon as it sees the card, sucks all the photos mm -hmm. in, and then I can access them through Wi-Fi um, if I want. And I know that they're safe on a, uh, I think it's a two terabyte um, uh, internal drive in this thing. It's like that big. Not that big. I like how you say sucks it in versus import. Is that like the new technology? Yeah, yeah. So I, I like I like the I just like the term sucks it in rather than import. I just think it's a little bit uh you know uh, aggressive. The key yeah, terminology. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I want your photos on my drive instead right of now. Instead of, well, <laughs> I want them now. Yeah, yeah, give them to me. Give me those photos. And I, like I think it. so we're all Nikon users. That might be the first time that's happened on here. Yay! And this episode is sponsored by Nikon. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, so we've talked about gear and sort of the travel stuff. How do you use WordPress for you, your businesses, all of the entities that you sort of oversee and manage? Um, so I've used WordPress forever, and when I say I use WordPress, I have hired people to set up WordPress for me, yeah. <laughs> is, is to be very clear. Um, I have slowly and somewhat grudgingly learned enough about WordPress on the back end that I can now make adjustments and update things and kind of, you know, uh, be more handy with jumping in and out, and I really wrestled with that because as a studio owner and just a business person in general, I always advocate for um, outsource it. Do what you do really well. Get very, very good at it. Yep. Um, be able to charge at a level that's commensurate, commensurate with your effort and your ability and um, hire everybody else to do the rest. And so by that same token, I have had um, uh, people work in web development and can basically help build custom customized sites for me over the years. Um, but I, I really recognize that the delay of like, oh, I need something fixed or I need a shift and then having to wait to hear back, like it was worth learning more. And I, I kind of buckled down and spent um, probably about six weeks just getting up to speed a little bit more on the stuff I'd need to do so I could just drop in and, and help help something out. So um, by that by that um, logic, um, over the course of, I would say, about 10 years now, I've had about seven sites developed in WordPress um, used for different things. And and currently my big sites that I'm using are tamerlackey.com, yep. tamerlackeyblog.com, uh, beautifultogether.org. Um, trying to think, uh, two other sites are now are, have been built in Squarespace that we we're going to transition over to WordPress, which I've talked to Scott about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for for very valid reasons, but um, but spe so specifically, like you know, having jumped in both ways, you can really see the difference building in WordPress. And yeah. the longevity of, and the richness of the experience in WordPress over time versus um, other experiences I've had. What was your decision to choose Squarespace for those few other entities at the time? Was it just ease of use? Was it trying something new? 
it was I wanted a site up and I wanted it quickly and I wanted a template that was pretty good that I could customize right away yeah. um, and I felt like it would take uh, too long um, and um, and there would require additional customization that I didn't really want to pay for at the time yeah. for other sites. So that's yeah. why I chose Squarespace at the time. Um, not just for LushAlbums.com um, and CapturingLifeBetter.com, two sites that are built on Squarespace, uh, but also for a portion that I added on to TamaraLackey.com that, that's all built in WordPress. Oh, interesting. Do you see like Google Analytics change between having two of those things connected? I see a hit to my SEO since I, brought, since I started doing some stuff with uh, Squarespace. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's, it's, um, search engines tend to favor WordPress um, and this kind of, this, the, what I'm going to say kind of goes against uh, what we typically say about WordPress. Um, search engines tend to favor WordPress SEO-wise uh, because search engines look at it as a blog, that you're going to produce blog content, that's fresh content that's ever-changing, right. um, even though we know that WordPress can be a static website without a blog. Um, search engines know if you're using WordPress, you're most likely blogging, so it's going to you know, look at that huh. first. Um, and favor that because it's it knows the content's going to be moving and adjusting. Um, is there any features inside of Squarespace that that um, now that you've got a couple sites on Squarespace and uh, and a couple on WordPress, are there any features in Squarespace that you think need to be in WordPress that you don't that you haven't come across yourself? Well, yeah. I mean, when I when I'm talking to new photographers, a, a lot of um, my mentor sessions or workshops, people want to want a website up. Um, they, they still feel like they've got to do it all. They feel there's this mentality yeah. that if I haven't made money yet, I can't spend money, which I'm always trying to reverse. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. happened to that? Yeah. Anyway, but if I haven't um, made money yet, I have to do it all myself, and so they become kind of web developers. And I've seen people working on their website for three months in WordPress just trying to figure it all out as they go versus you know, honing the photography craft. But um, And so I will always suggest start with a Squarespace or a Zenfolio Get a great-looking site up right away. That's super simple. Um, that um, maybe isn't you know extremely customized and may not give you the best SEO, but get something out there right away. Um, because I think that you know they struggle with feeling there's this perception that WordPress is going to take a while. Right. And um, and whereas you can grab a template site and be up and running you know pretty quickly. And and so uh, that's one of the suggestions I give to people versus trying really hard to learn the ins and outs of WordPress or or even coding their own HTML site. You know, right, I think people right. do kind of all of it. So, so, um, do you think one of the Wait, things Wait, did I answer your question? Did I answer your question? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. A little bit. But I, I, think, I, think, I think what, uh, where you're going with this is what I'm going to ask is going to solidify that. Um, okay. So... Bring me back home. I like yeah. it. <laughs> so, do you think that what WordPress needs is the ability for somebody to just do a couple clicks, get up and running with a site designed with some dummy content there that you could just go and adjust and not have to do much design from at all. Yeah, I mean, what WordPress needs is a turnkey solution where you jump in and you've got a gorgeous looking thing there, but you get all that back-end richness. And by that, I mean, you can do a ton more with it. You're not limited. You're not frustrated by the fact that when you're trying to, like Squarespace, the, the idea of it, the template-driven Go, is great. Um, when you try to do more modifications to it than are inherently possible, you're banging your head against the wall. 
Um, whereas you can do a ton of that with WordPress, especially with the right theme and, and plugins and such. Um, and uh, and the flexibility of it can be astounding with WordPress. And, right. and that's just not what you're going to get when you want to quickly get a site up and running, um, which is why my suggestion has been, like, get something up and then slowly create a great WordPress site. So if WordPress right. could have that now and you could skip that kind of, you know, getting up this, moving this, et cetera, um, that'd be awesome. That'd be That'd be the perfect solution. Yeah. Squarespace is nice too because you can start developing content, you can start blogging once a week at the same day and same time, which is what we recommend for what they call dynamic content and that's what SEO likes. And then there are plugins in WordPress that'll pull in all that Squarespace content. So you don't just lose it, it can actually get transferred over. Yeah. Um, that's nice. the worry with some of the other types of that's why if you're not using WordPress, I actually do recommend Squarespace because it's all in one, it has everything, it's easy to get up, and, and then you can start creating that content and pull it into to WordPress easier when you're ready. How, how do you work, pull it pull it in? And, and when you mean pull it in, it, you mean you can take all the content over and then just do some reformatting or it's ready to go? Or what? I think she really means it sucks it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course there you go. <laughs> I think... Um, it just pulls in, so it's the database to database connection because both WordPress and Squarespace are built on sort of that database platform. So it'll pull in the text and the pictures, and then you you always have to go in and, and sort of reformat it when you're doing a new, even WordPress to WordPress, having a new theme. Mm -hmm. um, but at least you don't have to rewrite, and you're not going to lose all those blog posts, and you're not going to lose all that those keywords and stuff that you've done. Um, yeah, so because I've noticed that just within WordPress, that like having upgraded my website or blog over the years, some of the older posts are just like, oh god, they're a mess. I've got to yeah. go in and reformat, and is it worth it, and etc. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. There's unfortunately there's going to be some styling loss, um, but there, you know there is a way for anybody who is on Squarespace and wants to go to WordPress. There is a way. Uh, there's actually multiple ways that you could actually get from Squarespace to WordPress. Um, same thing how, if you're, how if does you're the average on, person do it? Like, what would you? What, what do you there, recommend? There's, uh, I think there's two or three different plugins that actually will yeah. do the, the conversion for you. Um, hmm. um, I've done it. I don't remember the exact plugin I've used, but it was it was very seamless compared to I've pulled in older WordPress installs and had a harder time getting that into a newer WordPress than Squarespace. Wow. To, WordPress. I did not know yeah. that. That's interesting. Is yeah. there is there a cat there? Or is someone really subtly sad? No. Can you hear that stupid thing? Hold on. <laughs> no, that's sweet. I just didn't know if someone was. Every time I hear a cat slightly in the background, I think someone's really sad. <laughs> yeah, she she locks her cat. Out. Mm -hmm. We both lock our cats out of our rooms when uh, when we're doing this. Mine usually just scratches. Doesn't whine. But. See, we couldn't bring all our animals together because I have three dogs. Can you imagine if we just brought them all on like, yeah. in a room and tried to talk? And we interrupt this podcast. You think the children in my life would be more? No, it's the cats. Yeah. It's the Always. cats. Always. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, there's also, uh, for anybody who uses Tumblr or uh, Movable Type or LiveJournal, um, there's a whole bunch of different importers that WordPress can do if you're on a... Yeah. Um, like, there's some, uh, some very... Um, uh, popular photographers that use Tumblr and I never understood why they use Tumblr because you're 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 very limited more limited to what you are with Squarespace the advantage of Tumblr is you get that social um, network atmosphere going with it um, mm -hmm. but for anybody who wants to go from a Tumblr to a, uh, a WordPress site there's an importer for that and it works really well so um, yeah there, it's uh, it, it's yeah 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 
I have a question. Um, so I've been trying to solve this issue for a while, and I've had two or three developers tell me they can, and then it didn't work. Um, when you uh, post something, like a blog post, mm -hmm. and then you share it on social media, it seems like um, the ability to have those comments aggregated in one solid place that's that's there and doesn't make people do triple sign-ins and this and that, it, it doesn't seem like we have that technology working yet. Am I wrong? Because it seems like you're cannibalizing the audience so often by taking one piece of content and sharing it everywhere. It, it, what's the deal? You know, so it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, literally, episode two, uh, yeah. Christine Tremolay mentioned the plugin that does exactly that. Does yeah. it work um, though? Like, she, what is she it? She uses it. Um, I haven't. I've never tried it. Um, so it's called, called social. social. Called social. It's social. made made by Mailchimp, the email marketing company. Tell me more about this mythical social. So social, um, you connect your Facebook, you connect Twitter, all that kind of stuff, and then it literally monitors mentions and discussion, public mentions and discussion about your with your URL in it. And sucks it all in as WordPress comments on your site. Oh my God, that's sucks number three. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 hey. So it sucks it all in. Go on. It's, it sucks it in. Um, that's really funny. So, well, when we do the transcription, um, and I do like the grammar checks, it's gonna be like overuse of this phrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think we have to add the caveat that any plugin that does all of this. It connects with Facebook or Twitter. It's all subject to their APIs. Yeah. So Facebook breaks things all the time, which is part of the problem. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because I remember Discuss was supposed to fix this issue and it didn't. Right. Yeah. There's Discuss. Um, there's also another plugin. I can't remember what it's called, but it. Uh, it. And I'll, I'll have to look it up. It's something like Comments Plus or something like that. All it does is uh, gives you the ability to. Um, have people comment with Facebook or Google Plus or Twitter or Facebook or whatever all on the one comment field. I don't know if it if it imports the comments from the, <laughs> from the outside. Well, that, that's what I but, wonder because you know so so uh, case in point even even beyond what we just mentioned, uh, I'll have a blog post and um, I'll share it on Facebook and then I have to share it on my business Facebook because. You know, I started out on Facebook and then it capped me at five thousand, and then I had to open up the other account, and and now I just, you know, I have those two, and um, and then it'll it'll put it, you know, on Twitter, etc. Um, and someone on Facebook one will ask a really great question that I'll answer in detail, and then somebody on Facebook right. two will ask the same question, and then somebody on the blog will ask the same question, and I'm like, ah, just get together, people. Yeah. So so there's the comments stuff that you're talking about, but then there's also the resharing. So, and Christine, and we talked about this in, in episode two, but so there's uh, the social plugin or plugins to make all the comments go on place, but then there's the next tier, which is the co-schedule or buffer or hoot suites of the world, which then can take your one blog post right. and push it out to different places so that you're not manually doing that. Right. It doesn't exactly solve the problem of the comments, but at least right. it helps it so that you're not manually putting it in, in all those different places. So. It really, my understanding from SEO perspective, especially with Google Plus and all that, is that you you should be rephrasing in any way. You shouldn't be just blasting it across. Yep. Yeah, yep. I found different times um, helps if you don't have the time to do the different uh, copywriting. So just scheduling it so that one goes live and then an hour later it goes to a different social media and then an hour later it goes to a different social media. Google thinks all those balls are still juggling. So it's hard. It's like, what do you automate and what do you keep 
personal and at what point do you just let it go a little bit because it just gets so overwhelming. It's like right, a full-time like, job. But like, you know, okay, so my concern about the automated and the reason why I've never done it is because, um, I mean, gosh, look what just happened in Paris recently, like right. how horrible that was and everybody online was just sharing grief and horror and it was very emotional and then you've got somebody like, Nabisco crackers! Right. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, not a good time, you know? Yeah. Or uh, and I see that all the time when we have a big international incident or yeah. national. Um, th those timed things I think can really backfire and and, and um, be very insensitive. Yeah, yeah. It, we actually discussed that too, and it it is really timely. Um, it's interesting. I was a television major in at September 11, 2001, and we were studying the habits of television because we didn't have the internet like we did now. So after September 11th all of these uh, television stations pulled their ads because they didn't want to have that be associated with this you know, tragic world event. And then again, what yeah. you mentioned with the Paris stuff, we still have these ads going out, just like you said, but they're, they're modified and they're, they're you know, being sort of cloaked as tweets and Facebook posts. So I think no matter whether you automate it or keep it, you always have to be aware of what's going on in the world and like, if something goes out, it's okay to delete it or to retract it and say, I'm so sorry, guys, like, that just went out and I, I really agree with this sentiment or this sentiment, but to, um, to To tie that into photographers specifically, um, I've seen this firsthand happen, um, and I've talked to a bunch of wedding photographers who have actually ran into this exact situation. A lot of wedding photographers will schedule out uh, a year out from a wedding a happy anniversary, congratulations, blah, 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 one year you've done it, woohoo, you rock. And yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> Just, you see the danger in that, right. go on. Yeah, and imagine when that couple gets divorced. Right. Uh -huh. and, you, and you first don't know that the couple got divorced, and second, let that go out. Yep. Um, and, uh, or here's, here's one that's, this happened to me recently, uh, not, it has nothing to do with scheduling, but it's sort of related to that. I photographed a couple that got engaged, and they were supposed to get married the week after PhotoPlus on uh, on Halloween. They broke up. They did not get married. Now, I had their engagement photos in my portfolio. I forgot to remove it from my portfolio. And uh, I now, I'm speaking at Canada Photo Convention next October, and they uh, aggregated some of my photos for a graphic that they put together and sent it to me for approval, and they used that photo. And I had to ask them to take it, you know, to swap it out for a different photo. So, yeah. you know, same sort of thing. You got to be careful because uh, automation is great because it does save mm -hmm. time. But at the same time, really got to pay attention to what you're automating. Right. Uh, can it can it have bad timing for the people you photographed or the subject you photographed or or an event? Can it? kind of relate to event an event somewhere somehow, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, the same thing that you mentioned with wedding photography, it's true for family portraits. I mean, families yeah. break apart and couples break apart and I've had um, over the, you know, I've, I've been shooting for almost 13 years, 13 years now, and I've had um, absolutely, you know, not an incredible amount, but I would say probably at least a handful of times where people have reached out and just said, you know what, when I search my name 
our family photo comes up, can you take that down? And I've had to, and most of the times, if there's a way to quickly take it down, I happily do. You know, I may not know about it until they contact me, right? Um, but another case where it becomes more difficult is um, on a on a site that you think's dead, like an old blog. Yeah. That you that you don't even remember that's still there because you transferred to another site and you didn't officially shut it down, or you know. And I've had times where it, it appears like a photo is just ghosting up there, like I don't know how to find this anymore. Yeah. Um, and in the one specific case, uh, we that's what we found. We found an old blog that I didn't even realize was still there that was just being auto-renewed and I had to like scroll down and find this one post and I was shocked it was there. Yeah. You know, all of it. And that's a really good, uh, another point for WordPress. If, you know, WordPress, I've been using it for 10 years. If you have one installation for all those 10 years and you've changed themes and you've changed plugins but your actual database has stayed relatively the same, you don't have those same kind of problems of right. blogger to live journal to WordPress to Squarespace and because once it's up on the internet it's really hard to find and take down. Yeah. But, you know, and but it does. And I think um, the other thing that we're not talking about and it applies to both weddings and families is that people die. Children die, parents yep. die, and you know, your blog can also become sort of a memorial in a positive and a negative. I had a um, a wedding client who shot the wedding, she blogged it, and then the the groom actually um, committed suicide. And he was a member of a band. And so the blog itself went hugely viral. Um, but, you know, at that point, what do you do? What are the ethics behind it? Do you take it down? She reached out to the, the bride and said, what what do you want me to do? And for yeah. the bride, it was a, it, she said she wanted to keep it up in his memory and, you know, but there there has to be that communication between the photographer Absolutely. and Absolutely, like, yeah. What do you want me to do because I will, at that point it's not about marketing, it's not about, it's about you and it's about your emotions, so. Yeah. This is a good Absolutely. discussion because WordPress can do it all, but should it, you know? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, the photographer did the right thing reaching out because we always, you know, we automatically sometimes feel like, well, if it were me, but that doesn't mean that's what they, they would want. Right, right. Yeah. And you can't, she also um, printed because the, you know, they were in discussions for the album. I mean, this haul happened so suddenly. So she printed every single print and brought it to the funeral. And I thought that was such a nice gesture because we don't necessarily yeah. have those prints in our lives, you know. And then yeah. after all this, when are you going to get it printed? So, you know, not only is there online component of being a photographer, but there's also that tactical, like, here's your print, here's your image, here is your memory of that person. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Now how do we transition out of this guy? <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's 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 move on to um, uh, what you recommend as far as different WordPress products, um, like themes, plugins, anything like that. Are there any that are your favorite that you like to use on multiple sites um, or one that you just fell in love with? Um, one of the obvious, which we talked about this before we started recording, and it also came up already on the show, is uh, our favorite Lego creator, Yoast SEO. <laughs> um, uh, we, I know that is one that you enjoy, uh, that we all enjoy, and it's one that we recommend uh, every photographer to be using to help improve their SEO. Um, but uh, what others do you uh, really, really enjoy? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the one of the reasons I like that one is because, um, you know, it, what we were just talking about, I can get really lost in the work and the words and the imagery, yeah. and I'm not sitting there thinking about keywords or count or <laughs> anything like that at all. And it's really nice to kind of feel like there's um, someone right there just saying, okay, red, red, yellow, green. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love like, that. This post sucks. <laughs> this could be better. This is exactly how you could do it. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. Um, Shareaholic. I, I, you know, I, I, it's interesting enough because, and and I think there's probably other plugins similar to it, but that's the one um, that we use on our blog. And I, I like the fact that you can um, not only suggest people share it, but I also found that uh, initially when I had it on there, it was at the bottom of every post. And by simply just adding it to the top of the post as well, it seemed to increase shareability too. It kind of gets people thinking, oh yeah, I should either like that or share it or whatever. Um, so I like that for that reason. It's kind of a top of mind, you know, hey, if you like this, without saying, hey, if you like this, yeah. share it. And, you know, Shareaholic uh, has another feature built in that is great for keeping people on your site looking around. Uh, it's a feature called Related Posts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's a great feature inside of that to turn on as well. Um, so now you have the social sharing aspect and you have Related Posts, which show up underneath each blog article and are either related by post or tag, depending on how their algorithm is made. A uh, moment, please. I'm taking a note. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I love that part of that plugin because I have clients who manually do related posts because they want it to be. But it, that is so much work, and you have to have I an know. extensive knowledge of your blog post. Like, what did you blog a year ago? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. Related posts. I want to add that. Thank you. Let's keep going with the recommendation. <laughs> well, tell us what you like. Um, oh, right. That's my job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like I like that. I like the shareaholic. Um, I like. Uh, well, actually, this is something that we. Um, I worked with a web developer to semi create. It's not exactly um, done there, but it's called um, Subscriber Counter. And that's a, it's not, I don't think that's an actual plugin so much as a modified um, aggregation of social count, yeah. um, which is, it can be very helpful in terms of alerting people to other social media accounts that you have, because everybody kind of has their favorites, like, you know, right. there are people who would never um, jump to Twitter, but they love Facebook, etc. So, um, so it, it's a way of uh, not only alerting people to other accounts you've got going on, but also if as you're somebody who wants to work with different sponsors or um, companies or, you know, that can be actually really helpful. And I, and I first saw uh, an option of it on a, an author's blog, and I found it really helpful because it helped me to jump over and see some of the other accounts and, and find what I wanted to follow. Yeah. Um, but I, as I say that term, I don't know that that's a thing. I think it was kind of a cobbled together effort. Yeah, so, so you're saying that you had that custom made for your site? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there's a bunch that exist. Um, that. Uh, and the custom making thing is super cool. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. Um, <laughs> it it takes is. a little bit of money to find a developer. That that's the problem nowadays. Is there's so much with WordPress, but you don't. If you hire someone that you don't necessarily trust, it's sort of like a photographer. You get what you pay for. It's like there's the fifty dollar photographers and there's the five hundred dollar photographers. That mm. also exists in the developer world. Right. So we, I don't know, I personally recommend plugins when in doubt because you know that there's a support team with the caveat that there, it's a plugin that's been, that, that's been supported. You know? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, they do kind of just stop being supported. Yeah, and this is where the WordPress world gets overwhelming and this is where photographers dive in and they think like, I want that, but wow, to get it is, you know, you have to go through a thousand different hoops. So Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, yeah. I do have a recommendation for somebody who wants a uh, one that's already made. Um, now, this recommendation is actually going to take care of two of your recommendations 
in one shot. Wow. So, um, it's a multi-recommendation. It's going to suck a, it all in. It's going to, yes, yes, there you go. Um, <laughs> and that's four. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> all um, right, I'm ready. I'm writing. So, uh, although I, I love Shareaholic, um, and they've been around for a long time, um, the, the, the people over at Elegant Themes have a plugin that I love that I, once they came out, I switched right away. Um, it's called Monarch. And it's basically just like uh, Shareaholic as far as the social sharing goes, mm -hmm. but it also has a follow option with subscriber counts. What? Uh, and and uh, write it down too. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's very light, it's a very lightweight plugin, so it doesn't slow down sites at all. Um, and Elegant Themes keeps up to date with all of uh, the social media algorithm changes, like what Rachel said with Facebook changing nonstop. Yeah. Uh, since owning the plugin, I think they have updated it twice with fa Facebook updates specifically. So, hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, Monarch is really cool, and we'll link to that. I'll link to that as well. It does like not have... Like the butterfly? Yeah, like the, butter, like the butterfly. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, doesn't, it does not have uh, related posts built in like Shareaholic does. Um, but there's other plugins that do related posts for anybody who wants that separate. Um, but yeah, but Monarch, as far as uh, social sharing goes and as far as uh, social follow goes, extremely flexible, extremely lightweight, and very pretty. So I really like elegant themes as a... Um, Tamara, you had mentioned a theme that you use for your beautiful together. Avana. Yeah, and you... you you want to talk about that? I know you mentioned that a little bit before yeah, we started. So the web, web developer we've been working with for a while, um, 8.graphics, they, they, initially um, Sarah, she we had recommended to her a specific theme that I had found that was, um, that was built for what Beautiful Together does. We showcase projects, we help um, you know, try to solicit donations, um, be able to showcase where the work's going to. It, it was built pretty much. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the theme. It was something. I don't know. It was. It was the kind of charities. There's like three main charity site kind of themes. Yeah. And um, and when when I first suggested it, the feedback was uh, that the concern was it was pretty rigid. It does exactly that and nothing more. So if you want to change, you want to grow, you want to adjust the focus. Um, it's going to be hard to do that, and um, but we still implemented it and had it for a few months, and and found exactly what the warning had been to be something that was too restrictive. You yeah. know, we just couldn't really make anything shift. So we switched to Avana and basically uh, customized it to look exactly like what we'd initially built. Like so, the transition was really seamless looking to yeah. the outside viewer. Um, but now we had all this uh, great ability to adjust things um, both on the back end and on the front end um, in, in a way that really helped make a lot more of these projects come to life. Yep. Um, gave us a lot more um, flexibility to showcase uh, unique ways people were raising funds, doing really cool things. Um, just stuff that we weren't able to do. And, and it's funny because you can get a little bit into some a theme and then find that you're completely locked down. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really appreciate the more flexible themes that let you just kind of, sky's the limit, what can I uniquely do here? Yeah. Well, and that's also the benefit of using WordPress is I always describe it as the theme is the dress 
and the you know the WordPress backend is sort of the skeleton. So you could change the dresses, and you still will have what we talked about before with the formatting issues, especially if there's any short codes in your theme. You know, going from theme to theme with short codes will mess up formatting things. But I love the flexibility that you're not going to lose any of your data. You're not going to lose those blog posts. You're not going to lose those little text blurbs that take how long to write. You know. Right. But by putting on a new theme, you have a whole almost new rebranded site, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, exactly. That, on that topic, um, um, you know, so there's a lot of themes that include this functionality, different shortcodes and whatnot inside right. of the themes. And in more recent years, I'd say in the last year or two, it's the whole methodology of theme design has changed. And they want themes to be themes and the functionality to be plugins. So right. uh, hmm. even the Fonocrati theme, the gallery system has always been built into uh, the the theme. So the e-commerce and, and the galleries were always built in. But then when we had when we built NextGen Gallery, NextGen Pro, we decided to actually strip out that uh, that that gallery system and replace it with the plugin functionality instead. So uh, actually, I think today or tomorrow we're actually releasing the updated Fonocrati theme. Where you're no longer using the gallery built into the theme, you're now using the plugin. So um, it's important that theme that when you get a theme, any photographers that are listening or watching, when you're looking at a theme, make sure you get one where whatever functionality that you like that the theme comes with, that that functionality is actually a plugin included with the theme, not just a theme. Because typically, if it's a plugin, you can use it on any theme. So yeah. For example, if you're using uh, if you're using the Photocrati theme and your and your galleries and e-commerce are built on NextGen Gallery, NextGen Pro, and you want to switch themes to something else, you can do that and retain all of your galleries and e-commerce. Right. Uh, the Elegant themes they also have this theme called the Divi theme, and right at, up until about two months ago, the Divi theme their drag and drop system was built into the theme, and now it's a plugin. So right. you have the theme and you have the plugin. Um, so, so we probably lost fifty percent of you because that was really technical. It was really technical. Okay, right, so, so so the WordPress is the skeleton and the theme is the dress. The plugins are the accessories. I, I feel like the plugins are the engine, like the heart. You know, they're we, the we thing. With the dress, though. We gotta stay with, we gotta stay with the. <laughs> um, in so the the, that, the 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 plugins could be pockets and zippers. Ooh, that's good. Pockets and zippers? Functionality. Because they're, they're built into the dress. Right. Well, they yeah, they have to work in conjunction. Right, but what you're saying is that the, you should have more and more of your site driven by plugins versus a theme. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So right. a theme really should just be an overcoat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right? analogy. Right? Yeah. And the uh, plugins are the brown panties. Yes. I was going to go with underpants, too. <laughs> That's awesome. And we should say I that like it. I think this is where the, the sites like Squarespace come in because like you hear everything that Scott just said and you're like, what is he talking right. about? You know, how do I do that? How do I get that? Am I doing it the right way? Um, and this is where I think services like Imagely are coming in because it's going to be uh, a place where photographers can go and get an all-in-one solution and ask those questions. You know, there's going to be that, am I correct, Scott, that they, they're going to be able to have a place where they can communicate and ask those questions, or how do you envision that sort of going? Yeah, so uh, uh, 
for those who don't know what Imagely is or is going to be, because uh, we haven't launched just yet, um, it's going to be turn- turnkey managed websites for photographers, all built on WordPress. So right. the beauty about it is that you'll be able to uh, quickly... It's so overdue. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for photographers. Absolutely. Yeah. So overdue. Yeah. yeah. So you'll, you'll have the ability to quickly get a, a WordPress website launched with pre-installed themes and plugins for photographers. Um, right. For example, Yoast SEO will be pre-installed with every single website because every photographer needs Yoast SEO. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but can you can you take it out if you don't want it for some reason? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the other thing is that you'll have you, it's still WordPress. You still have control. You can do whatever you want. If you don't yeah. want any of the themes or any of the plugins, delete them and just Ooh. use Imagely as a host. Yeah. Um, but uh, you so, can keep the pockets sewn up. Yes. 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 Uh, We're gonna run that one. I know, right? (laughs) Metaphor. That's the word. Yes. Go. Um, So the way that we're gonna be able to help photographers is through our email support, mostly. Um, We do have social media. There are Facebook groups. Uh, I have one that I've started. uh, WordPress for photographers. It's a Facebook group. Yes. And I think it has. If you have questions. Yeah, I think it has close to 300 members at this point. uh, and, one. <laughs> yeah, and we're getting, I, I swear, I get like 10 requests every day to join, but a lot of them are like the people that just join everywhere and they're not obvious photographers, so I don't approve everybody. Um, so if you are requesting to join the WordPress for Photographers Facebook group, make sure it's obvious that you are a, are, that you are a photographer. Um, I hope I get in. I hope I get in. Yes. <laughs> um, not you. <laughs> uh, Tamerlaki not allowed. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, so the the main source for any Imagely customers to to get their um, to get their their questions answered are really going to be contacting support. So yeah. and our our support team is fantastic. Um, but uh, this is I not about Imagely, though. So. No, well, and the reason I brought up Imagely is because that when you start talking about WordPress and the technical, and, and I experience it myself, like, if something breaks, your heart stops because you're like, who do I go to to help fix it? And if you don't have the right partners, like Tamara says, she's working with a, a development company, I mean, that's got to be such a peace of mind to know that you can ask those questions, not sound stupid, you know, especially as a woman entrepreneur, it's hard to uh, manage through some of this and think like, wow, that might have been a really dumb question, but I really truly didn't know the answer until you just told me. So the, yeah. the benefit of a service like Squarespace is you can email them a question. Well, people and people get intimidated. Right. Yeah. You know, but but that's what I mean. And that's part of what we're trying to do with the podcast too, is try to break it down and try to help. You know, where are the pockets? Where are the you know zippers? Where does it all go? And how do you keep up with it as it's changing? You know, yep. just the WordCamp yep. Philadelphia bought new dry cleaning. You've got uh, to upgrade and yeah. clean up. Word, WordPress yeah. four point four, I believe, is coming out today. So yes. um, for anybody who's listening, uh, by the time that you actually do listen to this, WordPress four point four will be out. You should be upgraded. You should be upgraded. It's a (laughs) big upgrade. Um, There's a lot of cool things that have been improved. Uh, It's mostly accessibility stuff and a few other styling changes, but... um, I have a WordPress question since I'm talking to you guys right now. (laughs) Yeah. When you are prompted to upgrade WordPress, because you get the kind of... Like, I, in the past, have had experience where it's broken things. Mm -hmm. Correct. All right, so I liken it to upgrading your operating system. Like, all right, now it's time for El Capitan, and um, oh, now this doesn't work for me anymore, or I just blew this soft this application out of the water because it doesn't play with El Capitan and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you suggest to people when they have an upgrade push like that? 
so back up, back up your website. Make sure you have a backup solution. Um, and so, w w don't most hosts back it up for you? Or is, aren't they supposed to have your last 24 hours, 48 hours, etc.? <laughs> Uh, not every host does, but uh, yes, you should. Uh, without I a doubt. actually recommend VaultPress, which is run by Automatic. It's $55 a year for the light plan, and it is separate from um, your host because your host should have one, but sometimes they don't always capture all the database stuff. So VaultPress is one. Yep. There, are, there are others. There's. Um, do you have some recommendations for off-site backup? Wait, vault, just real quick. Vault Press, $55 a year, and they basically just back up your online presence for you. Uh, their, their lower plans do it once a day. Their higher plans do it more times a day. You can go as high and, and have real-time backups as, as, as well as security scans. Right. Um, and even um, uh, hack, uh, what do they call it? Protection. Hack recovery or something like that, like where they actually fix your site if you're hacked. Right, so that's the other reason I like this. The vault press is I like that because if you I've been call, hacked a few times. Yeah, and if you call your host, they will walk you through it on the phone. And sometimes you're like, "What are you talking about? Can you just do it for me?" And they say no. Whereas vault press, because it's a paid service, you say, "Can you just do it for me?" And they say yes. And they um, you know that's always nice. Just there are uh, there 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 are there is a host that's launching fairly soon that does have. Back uh, 30 day stored uh, daily backups as well as security scanning built into the price plan. <laughs> really? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I do I you know I do recommend having a, a, a secondary as well. Yes. Um, uh, because so that so the, so let's get all the way back to what Tamara had asked us, which was should you upgrade? Yes. So you have a backup. Yep. So when you upgrade, if it breaks, you can always revert back. Yep. And then the second recommendation is wait the the a week, seven days, five business days. Let yeah. the, the first adopters break it and fix exactly. it. Exactly. Um, now, their WordPress WordPress updates are tested thoroughly. Uh, yeah. And and uh, what was I going with this? If even if it does break for you, um, yes, you can revert if you have a backup. But uh, I do recommend waiting the seven days, just like what Rachel said. However, there are some updates that WordPress will push automatically. They will force WordPress to update. Right. Those are only right. major. Those are only major security updates. Yeah. yeah. So um, in that situation, it's it's more beneficial to the greater good to do it because yes. then there'll be less hacking and more maybe more slight plugins, but then they'll break it. So the other key is if you upgrade your uh, version of WordPress. Also, go in and upgrade your plugins, and then if the plugins release another update in two days, you know, go in and update those as well. So it's it's yep. staying on top of all of the updates, not just one at a time, and like doing it and leaving. And we've all been guilty of it. I've definitely updated and then walked away from my site for a week and come back and been like, where did all these other updates come from? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, see, and I think you know we bring up this this whole topic is exactly why uh, small business owners become kind of exhausted with all this. Yeah. Like, yep. there's a lot of rules to follow with this. There's a lot of rules to follow with upgrading your your machine. There's a lot of, you know, there, there's a lot of technology built into any kind of work you do to own your own business, especially if you want to do it efficiently right. um, and you want to keep up with the latest developments and technologies. And, um, and, and, I mean, every small business person could have their own tech support company working right. for right. them. And, uh, and, you know, and, and it becomes a lot. This is where in the this past. This is assuming nothing's broken. This is assuming yeah. you don't have a lemon, you don't have a weird bug, you don't right. have a. Yep. Um, this is where why in the past couple of a few years, managed WordPress hosting has has 
been on the rise because when you when you pay for managed WordPress hosting, the pricing is a little bit higher on a monthly basis, but they're making sure your site's up. You know, yeah. they're making they actually have like they built algorithms to um, have the automated monitoring done, but then they also have humans behind there to to react if something does happen. Right. Um, they take care of the backups. They take care of the updates of the of WordPress for you. Right. And if 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 they get notified the site goes down after the update, they revert and then look into it for you. Um, there's so, a lot of. So does Imagely do this? Uh, Imagely is a managed WordPress host. Yes. Um, so there's a lot of that built into this. What? 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 Um, so. <laughs> Um, now, we should mention GoDaddy and WP Engine, yep. and there are other options. We we are talking about Imagely because we're talking about for photographers, yes. and Imagely is a company built for photographers. Where WP Engine is a giant company and handles, you know, who knows CNN and, <laughs> um, you know, everything. So it, it's it, it's. Is, is there a Vault kind of hacking protection service with managed hosting as well? Yeah. So so there's um most. Most managed hosts have some sort of security scanning as well as, um, you know, security prevention built in. Um, uh, WP Engine, I believe, uses a the, one of the top security companies for WordPress. It's called Security. It's S U C U R I, and uh, they even have a plugin in the in the repo that you can install and scan your website. But uh, I believe WP Engine uses Secure Security to do um, monthly or whatever scans. Uh, Synthesis, I believe, has it, and they do more often uh, scan. They do scans with security more often. GoDaddy has their own system. I'm not sure what they use for security, but they do have their own. Um, there's uh, uh, Pagely. There's Flywheel. There's so many out there that do manage, mm -hmm. and all the the pricing just ra varies across the board. Uh, right. That's right. the problem is that you're, you know, you're paying more than just a hosting plan, you're paying yes. someone to ask questions. So. Yeah, and that that's one of the uh, uh, you know, I want I wanted to get there too is the fact that when you pay for managed WordPress hosting, you're also paying for somebody to talk to with any WordPress questions. Right. You know, they're there, they're passionate WordPress people that will answer whatever questions that you have if humanly possible. Okay. <laughs> so. This has been such a good discussion, but we are definitely over our 45-minute time. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess in closing, do you have any final thoughts you want to bring up? Uh, you know, share anything else with with the listeners and viewers. And no, well, I mean just. Oh, go ahead. Again? I just wanted to make sure you tell them where, where they can find you. We'll yeah. have it in the show notes, but in case oh, they sure. want to learn more yeah. about who you are. So you can go to my WordPress site. Yeah. <laughs> At uh, TamaraLackey.com, and um, and then you, from there you can kind of hit all the social media sites and blogs and stuff, and um, as well as uh, Beautiful Together, um, BeautifulTogether.org. So um, yeah, I mean, I guess in in, in closing, um, I like that people are paying attention to the fact that how do you make this easier for yeah. small business people? Because you're you're, I mean, in keeping with our whole um, idea of. Uh, the the metaphor <laughs> is the um, but but really like you know one of the things I've always said is that people used to think it was all about your storefront or your you know all that sort of stuff and it really is your website you know right. even if you are in a really visible spot people are still on your website first and, and often um, and that needs to be taken care of and managed and none of us want to be well I shouldn't say none of us I personally and the vast majority of photographers I speak to do not want to be web developers or else we'd be web developers correct that right. would have been our chosen um, profession and instead we want to be able to utilize all the benefits of it 
um, but stay focused on what we do and what we do well. So I'm I'm psyched. Great. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. Uh, so thank you, Tamara, for joining us today. And thank you for Rachel for being an awesome co-host. Um, you can find the show notes at imagely.com slash podcast slash three. Three. And, and three. And be sure to subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So thank you, and we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.